First Peter chapter number one in verse number seven, the Bible reads that the trial of your faith being much more precious than that of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. We flip over uh, this morning to First Peter chapter number 4 and verse number 12. And the Bible uh, says, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you, as though some strange things happened unto you. We'll pray, Lord, we ask you to uh, help us this day. Uh, Lord, to speak thy word boldly, Lord, uh, uh, Lord, to encourage your saints, Lord, and uh, Lord, to call sinners, Lord, to, uh, uh, Lord, to repentance. Uh, Lord, I ask you, Lord, to help us, Lord, as we preach the word of God. Uh, Lord, uh, help all those, Lord, that's under the sound of our voice that may be discouraged. Lord, in such days are these. Lord, uplift their spirit, Lord, and get our eyes set on you. In Jesus' name, we do pray. Amen. I'm interested uh, this morning in these words uh, we find here in First Peter, uh, chapter number one, and also chapter number uh, four. We look at verse number seven of chapter one, and it says that the trial of your faith. Uh, that word trial there can also mean the test of your faith for. Uh, we do know this morning that God will not uh, tempt his children, but God often does put his children uh, through test uh, in life uh, to increase their faith and their trust in him. Uh, so here Peter says that the trial of your faith uh, be a much more, much more precious than that of gold that perisheth. Though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. And then in verse number 12 of chapter 4 of First Peter, the Bible says, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange things happen unto you. And I want to preach just a little bit this uh, uh, this morning on the fiery trial of our faith. The fiery trial of our faith. Uh, God oftentimes uses uh, uh, persecutions and trials and storms, uh, difficult times in our life to develop and to improve uh, the quality of our faith. Uh, uh, it is, it is oftentimes in storms and trials that you and I will go through as a child of God and even going through now, uh, as God's children, uh, that there'll be nothing else that you and I can do but sin simply uh, to trust in him. God oftentimes puts his children in circumstances in their life when all they can do is look to him and rely on him and shows us and proves to us that we need the Lord uh, every day, every step of the way, for he is our strength. He is our rock. He's our firm 
firm foundation and without him, you and I will fail miserably. But with him, with him as our shoulder to lean on, as the songwriter says, we can go through any trial. We can go through any uh, temptation. We can go through any persecution or storm and come out on the other side in victory when we truly trust him. So let's look this morning at the fiery trial of our faith. We begin to read in First Peter chapter 4 verse 12 and Peter writes, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial. That word strange there, we find it in two, uh, two times in this uh, uh, portion of scripture in verse 12. He said, think it not strange. And then he says down in the latter part of that verse, as though some strange things happened unto you. Uh, uh, that word strange uh, here does not mean weird or peculiar, but rather it means uh, alien uh, or something that you and I think of that can only happen to lost people or to wicked people. And here Peter writes, beloved, think it not strange. Think it not, think it not uh, weird or peculiar when you as a child of God goes through some trials and storms in your your life for we 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 read in verse number uh, 16 of chapter 4 of first peter he says yet if any man suffer as a christian let him not be ashamed but let him glorify god on this behalf on on behalf of this storm or this trial or uh persecution or even maybe a time of confusion uh, here it says let him not be ashamed let the child of god not be ashamed but let him glorify god on this behalf on the behalf of the fiery trial of our faith. Uh, we find here that uh, that word trial, uh, fiery trial, uh, speaks of a of of a refining uh, of of even such as refining gold. And here, like we said earlier, God oftentimes uses persecution and trials and puts our faith in what we can say a refinery. Uh, that when He pulls it out, when He pulls us through it, that our faith will grow, our faith will be more mature, our trust will be more mature in Him. So this morning, this morning, whatever it may be that you're going through, know that don't, don't think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you. Uh, think it not peculiar or weird, for Job said, man that is born of woman is few days and full of trouble. If any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. And here this morning, I want to look at just three people in the Bible that went through trials and, and storms in their life to increase uh, two of them, two of them that we're going to look at to increase their faith. And one we're going to look at, there's none more godlier uh, than this man, for he is perfect, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. He went through uh, some suffering times in his life as well, but we know that he came out on the winning side. He had victory over death, hell, and the grave. But the first one that I want to draw our attention to this morning is found uh, in the book of Genesis, 
And it is uh, uh, Joseph. Now, when you and I uh, come to Genesis chapter 37, we come across a teenager by the name of Joseph. And we'll read uh, Genesis chapter 37 and verse number 3. The Bible says, Now Israel loved Joseph uh, more than all his children because he was the son of his old age. And he made him a coat of many colors. When you and I began to look into detail and study the life of Joseph, uh, we read about a life and study a life uh, uh, that is much like a heart monitor. For in Joseph's life, there was high peaks in his life, uh, as well as there was low valleys also in the life of uh, of Joseph. Now I want to say this this morning. We'll pause and say, if your Christian life is not like a heart monitor, uh, some days we're up on the mountaintops and next days uh, uh, we will be down in the valley. If, if your Christian life is not like that this morning, then you may not be living. Uh, you may not be breathing the Christian life. Uh, uh, or can I tell you, every everyone we study of in the Word of God that walked with God that had a relationship with God. Their life is much like a heart monitor, up and down, up and down. And Joseph's life is much like that. When we look at Joseph, we see that character was deeply etched in the heart of Joseph and strong conviction controlled uh, his behavior. We see that God would put Joseph through a school of preparation for service. That God would put Joseph, if we could say today, through the school of faith. Now let's look, uh, let's look uh, real quick and we'll move on. Uh, that uh, The trials of Joseph's life. In the life of Joseph, we clearly see uh, that the divine providence of God was with him. For many trials would Joseph have to endure to get where, to get where God wanted him. And that might be what it is today, that there'll be many trials that you and I will have to go through. Uh, there'll be some troubling times that you and I will have to go through. That uh, may be to where God wants us to be as a church and God wants us to be as a child of God. But however, however that Joseph went through many trials, you and I can read in the word of God that the Lord never left him. Even, even in those low, in those low valleys, in those low valleys, God did not leave Joseph for God was always with Joseph. We read in Genesis chapter 39 and verse number two, the Bible says, and the Lord was with Joseph and he was a prosperous man, and he uh, uh, was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And the master saw the, the Lord, uh, that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. Uh, we find no doubt that it was evident in the trials of Joseph's life that God was with him. Let's look just for a few moments uh, at some different areas in Joseph's life where he went through a trial. First of all, Joseph battled the trial of his foe, the trial of his enemy. 
We notice in Genesis 37 and verse number 4, the Bible says, And when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brethren, they hated him and could not speak peaceably uh, unto uh, him. We find here that uh, his brothers that was against him, they desired the relationship that Joseph had with the father. They desired to destroy and to devour Joseph. We notice uh, the trial of his foe. We notice the slaying that Joseph went through. Uh, They sought to kill Joseph. But we begin to read in verse number in verse number 20 the Bible says uh, Come now, this is his brethren speaking of Joseph. Come now, therefore, and let us slay him and cast him into some pit that, and that, and we will say some evil beast has devoured him and we shall see what will become of his dream. And Reuben heard it. And here's the providence of God working through his brethren. And he delivered him out of their hands and said, Let us not kill him. We notice here that the foe could not kill Joseph, but would bring Joseph as low as he could. In verse number 24, the Bible said, And they took him and cast him into a pit, and the pit was empty, and there was no water in it. Could you imagine uh, how Joseph felt? A man uh, that was serving the Lord, a man that uh, God was with him. But now we find Joseph uh, uh, in a pit that is empty, and there is no water. We find that his brothers, uh, the foes, sought to slay him. And we notice in verse number 27 that they tried to sell him, and they did sell Joseph. We notice in verse number uh, 27 of Genesis uh, 37, it says, Come and let us sell him to the Ishmaelites, and let not our hand be upon him, for he is our brother in our flesh, and his brothers were uh, content. Uh, we find here that they sold Joseph uh, uh, unto the uh, the Ishmaelites. Uh, and then we find him that in verse number 28, uh, the Bible says uh, here that, uh, and they drew and lifted up Joseph out of the pit and sold Joseph to the Ishmaelites for 20 pieces of silver. And they brought Joseph uh, unto Egypt and all of this all of this through the trial of Joseph's life God was working on the other end God was putting Joseph right where he wanted him that's what you and I must remember this day that even though we may be going through a storm or a trial that God's working and God's putting us right where he wants us to be We notice the trial of Joseph's foe. We notice the trial of Joseph's flesh. We notice in Genesis chapter number 39 that Joseph was brought unto Egypt. In verse number 1, the Bible says, And Joseph was brought down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, a captain of the guard in Egypt, uh, brought him of the hand of the Ishmaelites, 
which had brought him down thither. We find here that uh, Joseph was uh, uh, under Potiphar. And we find here that Joseph's position went from a son to a slave real quick. Like we notice the work of Joseph in verse number three, that uh, Joseph did not let his flesh affect his service. Even though the trial brought Joseph to into slavery, Joseph was still working for God. Joseph was still serving God. Joseph was still uh, content to where God had put him through this trial for Joseph was more of a servant uh, for the Lord than he was uh, uh, to Potiphar. Then we notice uh, uh, how the uh, the foe continued to work in Joseph's life through these trials. Uh, the Bible tells us uh, in verse number 7, And it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph and said, Lie with me. But he refused and said unto his master's wife, Behold, my master wroth not what is with me in the house, and he hath committed all that he hath in my hands. There is no greater in the house than I have, neither hath he kept back anything from me, uh, from thee, because thou art his wife. Now then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God. And in verse number 10, and it came to pass as she spake to Joseph day by day that he hearkened not unto her to lie by her or to be with her. And we know what happened that Joseph uh, uh, was falsely accused of the sin and Joseph went from Potiphar's house as a servant of Potiphar. And we noticed that Joseph was cast into prison. And we notice here that Joseph's trial went from the trial of his uh, foe to the trial, uh, um, to the trial of his flesh. It was a war against his flesh. And then we notice that Joseph experienced the trial of his faith in verse number uh, 20 of, uh, of Genesis 39. But the Bible says, and Joseph's master took him and put him into prison at the place where the king's prisoners were bound, and he was there in the prison. Notice here, this is where we'll get our help in verse number 20. Even though Joseph went from a son to a slave, even though Joseph went from uh, uh, Potiphar's servant uh, to now in prison as a slave, uh, we notice here that in verse number 21 of Genesis 39, but the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And through all this, and through all this of Joseph's life, we find here that God was with him and God was working uh, on the other end of the trial of Joseph's life. Then we want to look at someone else that experienced some trials in his life. And we go from Joseph now, we go to looking at Job. And when you and I began to look at Job, we know that he is the man of suffering uh, in the Old Testament. Uh, the name of Job has been given various meanings, such as persecuted or as afflicted. Uh, it was the Lord that allowed Job to uh, 
be greatly afflict, afflicted. In the book of Job, we must note uh, it is not a parable, for we know how every Ezekiel wrote about Job as well as James in the New Testament. And before we get into the persecution of Job or the trial of Job or the fiery trial of Job's faith, we must look at the person of Job. For Peter said, Beloved, beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trials which is to trial you. So before we begin to look at this great persecution, this great trial that Joseph went through, let's look at, first of all, the character of Job, the person of Job. In Job chapter 1, in verse number 1, the Bible says, There was a man in the land of us whose name was Job, and the, the that man was perfect and upright, one that feared God and assured evil. That word perfect does not mean he was sinless, but rather it means he was righteous. He was a righteous man. The Bible said he feared God, and that word assured evil evil means that he avoided evil. We see his person, but let's notice his prosperity. Notice here how God allowed Job to prosper in this world. Uh, the Bible said in verse number two, and there were born unto him seven sons and three daughters, and his substance also was seven thousand sheep and three thousand camel and five hundred yoke of ox and five hundred she asses in a very great household, so that this man was the greatest of all uh, the men of the east. Uh, this here considers his the wealth of Job. There was not another more wealthier than Job. Uh, but I want to tell you this. Uh, what was bigger than his wealth was his God. For his wealth we find was taken away from him. But his God was not taken away from him. For the foe, the trial, the storm could not take his God from him. That's what you and I must realize today. That the trial that you and I are going through through this fiery trial that God's allowing us to go through. It may it may take something. It may take things from us. Uh, it may leave us with less than we had before. But remember, it will never take our God from us. For we find in Joseph's life uh, that the Lord was with him and showed him mercy. Well, I want to say a little bit about Job's life. Uh, uh, this storm may have ripped him, ripped him apart. This storm may have uh, took some things from Job, but can I tell you, God never left him. We find here that Job had a unique relationship with the Lord. The Bible says in chapter or verse, verse 7 of chapter 1 of Job, the Bible said, And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth and from walking up and down in it. In verse number 8, And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there's none like him in the earth, a perfect and upright man, one that feared God and assured evil. We find here that uh, the Bible says in verse number 11, the Lord says to Satan, but put forth thy hand now and touch all that he hath, and he will curse thee to thy face. Or rather, Satan said this to the Lord in verse number 7, but the Lord answered and spoke up in verse number 12 and said, the Lord said unto Satan, behold, all that he hath is in thy power. Only upon himself put forth not thy hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord, and there was a day when the sons of 
and his daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. And we find from here, Job's life seemed to crumble. Job's life seemed as it were falling apart as he lost his children. He lost his business. He lost his his wealth. And I want to say this today, that God had to allow it first. Satan, Satan did not steal anything from Job. Satan did not take anything from Job until Satan got permission from God. I want to say today, the fiery trial of our faith, God will have to allow it to come. God will have to allow us to go through it. God will have to approve of it. And can I tell you this, if God approves it and God prepares it, he'll see that his presence will be there with us. His presence will give us the power and the strength that you and I need to endure the trial and the tribulation and the storm that we're going through uh, uh, this day and maybe even days to come. But we find here through all this, through all this, that Job's faith remained uh, uh, strong. In verse 20 of Job 1, it says, Then Job rose and rent his mantle and shaved his head and fell on the ground and worshiped. And said, Naked came out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord giveth, and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And all this Job said not, nor charged God foolishly. Then we find, then we find that uh, the Bible tells us in verse number 6 of chapter 2, and the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, he is in thy hand, but save his life. And we find here that Job had bowls on his head all the way down to his feet. As here the trial seems to be getting deeper, the valley seems to be getting deeper. And even Job's wife said in verse number 9 of chapter 2, Then said his wife unto him, Doest thou still retain thine integrity? Curse God and die and Job spoke up faith was speaking through Job and then Job said but he said unto her thou speakest as one of the foolish women speaketh what shall we receive good at the hand of God and he and we shall not receive evil and all this did not Job sin with his lips and we see all this that Job went through, this trial that Job went through, this fiery trial of Job's uh, life. Everything he went through from losing his children, from losing his workforce, from even his wife telling him, uh, why don't you curse God and die? Even his friends coming against him and saying, Job, what have you done? What have you done? What sin have you done, Job? Job uh, continued going on for God. And in Job 19, he said, I know my Redeemer liveth. And then we find here in verse number 12 of Job chapter 42. So the Lord blessed the latter end of Job more than his beginning, for he had 14,000 sheep and 6,000 camel and 3,000 yoke of ox and a thousand she asses. And he also had seven sons and three daughters. God brought through, God brought Job through the fiery trial of his faith and placed him on higher grounds, not just with his possessions, but with his faith as well. He increased the faith of Job. He increased the faith of Joseph as well. And friend, today he will increase our faith if we endure the trial, the fiery trial of our faith.
then last we're gonna look at the greatest man to ever live he went through some storms in his life as well he is he faced some uh he faced some uh uh trials in his life as well some persecutions is his in his life as well we look at job's life we look at joseph's joseph's life but if we're gonna look at one who is our example it is jesus christ and here we find in Matthew chapter number uh, 3 and verse number 16, the Bible said in Jesus, when he was baptized, uh, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were open upon him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lightning upon him. The Bible said in verse 17, and lo, a voice from heaven saying, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Then we go down to chapter 4 of Matthew, verse number 1. Then was Jesus led uh, of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And he, when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights afterwards, he was a hunger. And when the tempter came unto him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command these stones to be made bread. We find here that the Lord was pleased with our uh, Savior Jesus Christ, but even though, uh, even though right after he was baptized, we find in Matthew four that his battle began uh, with Satan, that his battle began with evil. We find here that even through some of the. Uh, trials of our Lord's life uh, we find here in most of all the greatest suffering that any man ever took uh, was our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for we knew he uh, uh, he did not sin for the Bible said he knew no sin neither uh, was any guile found in his mouth uh, we notice here that he died for our sin uh, the Bible tells us uh, uh, that he was the sinless uh, Lamb of God slain by before the foundation of the world. But when we look at his suffering, when we look at uh, the fiery trial uh, that Jesus went through in John's Gospel, chapter 19, verse number 1, the Bible says, Then Pilate therefore took Jesus and scourged him as... And the soldiers planted a crown of thorns upon his head and put on him a purple robe and said, Hail, King of the Jews. And they smote him with the palm of their hand. We find here that Jesus went through much, much trials and much uh, persecutions uh, uh, in his life as well. The devil fought him and won when they crucified our Lord on the cross of Calvary. But can I tell you this morning, Jesus, uh, Jesus uh, laid his life down uh, for you. And for me, uh, Satan did not take it. The Roman soldiers did not take it. Uh, but he was resurrected that third day. And just as the devil, and just as the devil thought he won, just as he thought he won, that third and victorious day, Jesus rose from the grave. The Bible tells us he conquered death, hell, and the grave. He's got the keys to death, hell, and the grave. And can I tell you this morning, he came out on the winning side. 
He's in heaven, sitting beside the right hand of the Father, making intercession for me and for you. We find when Stephen was stoned, the Bible said Jesus stood. Jesus stood. Jesus was standing. And I want to tell you this morning, friend, the fiery trial that you and I are going through, Jesus Christ is standing there guiding us and leading us through it. And all we've got to do is trust him. All we've got to do is put our faith in him. And I want to say this, he'll see us through it. He'll see us through this trial that you and I are going through. And through this trial of our faith, the fiery trial of our faith, our faith will be increased. I will be stronger as a child of God once we, once we get through this trial of our faith. We'll pray, Lord, we thank you for another opportunity to share your gospel. Lord, I ask you to touch those this day, Lord, this morning that are going through the trial, maybe the fiery trial of their faith, Lord, to keep our eyes on you. Lord, increase our faith, we do pray in Jesus' name. Amen.